Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, and we will be chatting about movies coming to the cinema the week of Friday, June 24th. I found that the last, uh, I was listening to the last podcast, and I found that my intro sounded like almost like sultry. Oh, yeah. And so that now <laughs> I'm like, I find I used to almost go too quick, because I guess like inherently in my head, I'm like, he's going to cut me off halfway, again, and they won't know who I am. And then I'm like, this is the last one. I was like, geez, I sound like a 70s, very late night radio host. Venus flytrap. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're trying new things. It's always fun. So the first thing I want to talk about, because you sent me a link a few days ago about this. This could be anything, because I don't be remember. <laughs> this could be anything. Your little nostalgic American graffiti, one horse, small town. Yes. Is selling their... Movie theater. Yeah, the only movie theater in town, to my knowledge. And unlike the big city, where everything is a million dollars, yeah, it's, what is it, 50000 bucks for the business? Yeah. Or... 250 for the building or it something? It was 275 for the building, but I don't know if that includes the 50 for the business cuz like obviously they're not going to sell the building and not the business. Yeah. I mean at least at this point, you know. I don't know if cuz like if that was the case, if it's not 325 all in, if it's 275, that's even crazier cuz this is an 8,000 square foot main strip of town. And I mean obviously it is what it is. Like it's not they're not selling it to be condos or something. Otherwise, right. I would hope it would be more expensive and also not happen at all. But yeah, like I really thought that was going to be at least five, six hundred thousand. I don't. It is cottage country. Like it's not. You know, it's a small town, but it's like. I mean, they have. I'd say this because I haven't been there in like twenty years, but I believe yeah. they have like a Walmart and they have electricity. That, yeah, they have all that stuff. It's a burgeoning community, but it's really more like April to you know October or whatever. Like, but at the same time, I mean, they have an independent brewery. Like, it's a probably really yuppie now for all I know. But. Oh, that kind of like, it broke my heart on a few levels because like a few years ago, well, probably more like 10 years now, the Mainstay Video Store was sold as well. Oh, yeah. And it actually was sold to a guy who took it on and is still running it. And so I think like that's the thing, like, you know, I mean, you guys will never sell this business and you're never going to die and nothing's going to happen. Never. Like that. But <laughs> if you were to, obviously, that's the dream. You pass it along to someone else who's like you and keeps it going and it right, doesn't, yeah. you know, raise it to the ground. And so that's very cool. That the, And also I was like, wow, buddy, like you have more guts than i do buying a video store in 20 blank that was always my dream but i'm like wow i don't have the financial guts to do that yeah you got to count on a good mix of hipsters and an older generation yeah yeah because and in ottawa invisible cinema who were good friends of the mayfair and advertised with us and everything mm -hmm. they're gone there was a great elgin street video oh yeah they had cool movie props and yeah. really curated well and everything. Cool story. And then, of course, just the mainstream ones, Blockbuster, Rogers, all those, they're all gone. Somehow, Glebe Video still exists in the Glebe, like a, I don't know, 10, 15-minute walk from here. They moved recently, and oh. I haven't checked out their new location, but they're in the basement of a church. Wow. I, wow. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, you know the church kind of near Bank and Fifth? Yeah, yeah. So now if you walk by there, you'll see, I believe, a sign in a window and maybe a little sandwich board outside. Huh. So they moved from the place they've been forever into there. And you don't want to sound morbid, but their core audience is probably all seniors, yeah. possibly even seniors plus yeah, <laughs> in yeah. their 80s, maybe. Because I've seen it. I've witnessed it a couple times of a nice old couple walking down the street with a tape in their hands. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's Glee Video. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> has to be, yeah. But for the Perry Sound 
Cinema. What's it called? The Strand Twin Theater. The Strand Twin Theater. And it was not a twin theater. Correct. Forever. Yeah, no. When I was a kid, it was just one screen. And then when I was also still a kid, they split it down the middle, literally. Which made sense at the time, because if you're going to have a horror movie and an action movie at the same time. Like, right. I don't know. It's hard to juggle. But the thing is, like, I remember the bleed over, the sound bleed in between. Like, yeah. it wasn't terrible. But just, you know, if it's in a quiet moment, you, you could hear Armageddon exploding next right, to you. Right, right. But, like, that was just so so many memories, man. I mean, I remember, uh, I think Fox and the Hound might have been the first movie I ever saw in oh, my life. Yeah. And that was there. It obviously a re-release. But and what's funny is, like, what I was thinking about it, I was like, so many memories. And I thought about it, and I, I thought of Batman and Robin, Sphere, <laughs> Anaconda. You know, like, these movies that are really not particularly great. Yeah. But then others, like, I mean, the Star Wars re-releases, the special editions. Right. We saw, I didn't see uh, Jedi. I don't, we missed one of them, either the first or the last. But we saw the other ones there, and oh my god, I think the last one we saw as a family was the Jim Carrey Grinch movie, which we all hated, and it just, no offense. <laughs> Those little twin cinemas that were single cinemas, they always have that issue of, you've got the Star Wars special edition on one screen mm. that's turned up to 11, and on the other screen you have like a Robert Altman drama, <laughs> and I looked at it, I looked at, they had the overhead that you sent me the just the realtor yeah. post. And I looked at it and I was like, if I was taking that over, I would turn it back into a single screen because the logic is, oh, we can play two movies at once. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're playing a family film and a horror film, you're going to play the family film at seven and the horror film at nine. Yeah. Why not just do that? And what's really good about these lovely small town cinemas that have hung in there is that we are hindered because, and it's not even like, a multiplex literally next door. But if you have a multiplex within, I don't know, 20 kilometers, 50 kilometers from you, you can't show the new movie because, and fairly, they say, we want to give the new movie to the place that's going to put it on five screens, mm -hmm. six times a day, seven days a week, where you guys are going to play it three times a week or four times a week. But those little small town places, I noticed in those photos in the realtor thing that they were playing the new Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. So they get to play brand new movies and also have the option to play old stuff, especially nowadays where it's all digital and easier to get it out to you. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, it kind of reminded me of the one in Armpire that we talked about. Where oh, yeah. Like they get stuff like early. They had Jurassic Park a week early in Top Gun. That's amazing. That's so awesome. And to me, I'm just like, yeah, it's easy to think when you're in Ottawa, you're like, oh, that quaint little theater in this small little town. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, clearly not. They're doing well enough that they're still around. They survived. God, they had a flood. They had the pandemic, like all that stuff. And so like, that's really inspiring. But yeah, seeing that other one, like especially from my hometown, obviously, like it, it hits me in the feels, but it makes me think of it from our perspective where I'm like, why don't you partner with the brewery and do like a whatever night or why don't you do a theme night or this or that, you know, like don't, you know, don't, don't steal Rocky Horror from us, you know, but like yeah. come up with stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't know their reality. Like the one thing I do know is they converted to digital on the one screen, but from what I saw last, the other screen's still 35 millimeter and isn't in use. So it's even more hilarious if you think about it from your point where you're like turned into one screen. You're like, you're not even using the other screen. Yeah, that's really weird. You might as well turn into like a playhouse or something, you know, where you like have a stage or, what, or, or play concerts or something. And even if the logic was, oh, we don't get enough of a crowd, it would be like, yeah, but you're only playing to half a crowd anyhow. Yeah. If so that. <laughs> you might as well put the option out there of what's a horror movie right now? Whatever. Like say when the new Jordan Peele movie comes out or mm -hmm. when a Halloween movie comes out. You stick that in the nine o'clock slot. It is heartening that these little 
communities are supporting stuff like that. And every once in a while, the opposite of the dead one horse town, you'll pass through a little community or read something about a little community that has whatever, you know, a bar and a bowling alley mm-hmm. and a, a little league baseball <laughs> team and a, a cinema and it's supported and people actually go out and do all that stuff. Yeah. Because that's all it is. It's that simple. Just people come to help by buying stuff from you. You get to stay open. Yeah. And, and it's it, it would be fascinating because I know they sold it once. It used to be run by two brothers. And it was kind of notorious for, you know, we'd always call every week. They'd update the new recording. And that was like a big deal for us to call <laughs> in and find out what was playing. Especially when you're like, please be, I don't know, Star Wars or whatever. Please be Sphere, you know, says nobody. But I remember calling in and the one sort of foible that the one guy had was he would always, it used to be adult accompaniment, you know, was I guess 14A kind of thing, basically. And I remember he would always pronounce it a compliment. Like oh, right. Just for whatever reason, like that's just how he pronounced the word. And I don't know if anyone ever told him, but he was always like, you know, rated at all the compliment. And it was just like a funny little thing. And it's, you know, you're not going to bring it up to him or whatever. But that's the thing. Like that's already been sold. It's now run by like a family. I don't really know anything about them, but like I know it's a family run business. So who knows what it is? Are the kids going to college? Is it just, is it a money thing? I have no idea. But it is nice that it seems like they're kind of insisting that it continue to be what it is, at least for now. But it's still... It hurts because it's like it's such a everything all at once scenario where I'm like, there's a version of me that runs that place. That's the first thing I said. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Hometown hero. Oh, my God. Yeah. For some reason, Emily was not into it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Selling her place and like moving there. to Like, I'm just and I told her I could picture me in the back, you know, with the calculator, you know, putting in the numbers. And I'm like, oh, Martha, the numbers yeah. don't check out again. You know, that would totally be me where I put my whole heart and soul and wallet into that place. And then I'm walking away and living in a cardboard box you know but (laughs) you got a cot up in the projection booth yeah like i just i don't even know the stuff that lee does with the bookings and all that like that and is enough of a headache but let alone doing everything else oh my god like i I don't know if i have the patience for it to not work if it didn't work and i don't know you have to learn a whole community right like you and lee know what people want and know you know and it's not an easy science it's not like you get it right every time but trying to learn a new community is just wow, I'd be tempted to play, you know, what I would be tempted to play, you know, but that's not probably what Perry Sound wants to see. No, and it's funny where got an email recently, and it was a nice email, but they were asking about a bunch of cult movies and essentially said, <laughs> doesn't the Bytown handle the highbrow stuff? Ooh. Can't you just play cool, weird stuff? They were playing The Fog last week, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, we both play <laughs> weird nerd stuff, but... I replied and I was just like, well, that's just not true. Because if you <laughs> if you look at the last God, you know, we've been here since 2009, January 1st, 2009. <laughs> First of all, F you. Yeah. Like, hey, easy, easy. Bad start, bad start. Mind your own business. <laughs> but yeah, we totally play. We're known for playing The Room and Rocky Horror and As We Speak, Mad God, all kinds of cool, weird stuff. But at the same time, at any given time, we're playing highbrow documentaries and foreign films, and classics, and stuff that, quote-unquote, grown-ups want to come to. Yeah. And that's the trick, is you get that balance. You have to appeal to everybody, because in the video store, the video stores had the brand new stuff, but they also had the horror movies at the back of the store. For sure. And a bookstore, and anything like that. You can't, a record store can't just have one kind of music. (laughs) I'm sure there are some, but it would be a miracle. We're just selling 1940s jazz. Yeah, like it makes sense. I know there's ones that are like just primarily metal or something like that or primarily electronic DJ stuff, but like in a big city, like a Montreal or like Toronto for sure. 
But like, yeah, something like that in Ottawa would just fail. Like, not compact. I mean, compact does a good job too, but Vertigo does a good job because I know like, like that guy's he's a metalhead, but he's also into rock. He's into like everything, you know, and there's stuff, there's sections in there where I'm just like, I have no idea what this is, but that's cool. You know, like it's not yeah. for me. Yeah. So running a cinema in a small little town, I think you'd be happy to just play the new stuff. Mm hmm. And then every once in a while, maybe for Valentine's or Christmas or that kind of thing, play It's a Wonderful Life or something like that. You might even have a good senior crowd, so you might be able to get away with playing that kind of stuff a couple times a month or something. Yeah, I don't know what the sweet spot would be. And yeah, with the timing, the schedule, and the days of the week and all that jazz, like I just, I really don't know. You Are there play kids there? Jazz. Is there like a high school, college town? Kind I mean, of that's thing? where I went to high school. So yeah, I mean, yeah, so you could I'm still sure. play. Yeah, the Jordan Peele movie or the Edgar Wright movie and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I just, like, I haven't kept up. Every, I feel like every couple of years I sort of check in on it just for, out of the soft spot in my heart kind of thing. But it seems like it's mainly, yeah, like blockbuster stuff, mainstream stuff, typical whatever. And I don't know. I'd be kind of fascinated. To, like, that would be a great mini documentary that I'm not going to make. But, you know, if someone made it. Because it's like, yeah, like, that was, how long has it been there? I don't know. As long as any of us could remember well i say this but like you know I, i'm sure someone will take it over and it'll it's not gonna just burn to the ground or whatever but like who knows it's 2022 man like i honestly i don't know yeah. anymore and perry sound is different than ottawa because i'm sure a house doesn't cost three million dollars not all of them but i assume like that's the thing i have no concept of that because like this place is right downtown right in the heart and yeah i guess i just i'm kind of out of touch now with that town and like what things cost what and because to me like it, it is a prime cottage country place but like the waterfront stuff's probably expensive but who even knows i have no idea could i even afford to live there probably not i don't know <laughs> any business just has to do the pivot has to do the thinking outside the box and you look at black squirrel books right across the street from us they are a bookstore but like many a bookstore they've got a coffee shop in there but then also, I don't think they've tiptoed back to this yet, but in the before times, they would do poetry nights, trivia nights, have a small band in there, all that kind of stuff. And that's the thing. That's the extra work, the extra stress nowadays, is you can't just be like, I am this. Yeah. Comic stores, which I love, but I don't know. I don't think comic books are going to go extinct. I think there's a good chance of whether it's in five years or 50 years, paper comics are going to go extinct, and you will just read your batmans and archies on a tablet and pay for it and pay a subscription fee or pay a singular fee so comic stores and this is nothing new they have D, &D nights and pokemon nights there's stuff like free comic book day and they sell belt buckles and lunch boxes and action figures so they have to go that extra mile and we do that too like we have rentals in all the time and we sell old movie trailers and posters and marquee rentals all that kind of stuff because I don't think any business can just lean back and go like, yep, we're good. No, and, and uh, that occurs to me that, you know, that's kind of maybe where they're at. They realize they need to do something different or get out of it. And it's easier to get out of it depending on whatever their situation is. Yeah, like pivoting, it's, I don't know. And again, that's from our perspective. It's something that's already done here. So, of course, you're going to be like, why don't you try this, 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 you know. But, like, it's so easy to say that, you know, and to actually, like, redo everything. God, like, my main memory from that place is that you could buy a yard of popcorn and that was like a big deal you know you got this big long Ooh. yeah it was just like <laughs> a big long you know tube basically full of popcorn and, and in the moment it seems like a great idea and then you're eating it three four days later and you're like oh god that, why do i fall for this every time but still you know like it's quaint and i remember actually one time the, i keep remembering things this is the last one they tried to rent videos as well in the lobby 
Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, this was god i don't know 90s probably i guess but like that was just and it wasn't that long and the thing is like that other video store that i previously talked about was two blocks away if that a block and a half away and i imagine that did not go over super well with them Um, (laughs) yeah so they come on guys yeah like i think it was just they were just like trying everything and it was a cool kind of idea you know you're waiting for the movie to start you're looking at videos but i get why that didn't work but at least they were trying things and now it's just gonna take someone with patience and ideas and i really hope that person's out there whoever you are buy that place you can do it yeah not me but someone yeah speaking of rentals i'll just touch on this a little bit but we had we've had some really cool rentals in recently but we had one and i will tiptoe around it a bit i don't want to go into too much detail but it was a lovely family and the person that they rented the theater for isn't long for this earth, Ooh. is ill, but on their bucket list was to come to their favorite cinema and watch their favorite movie. Oh, man. And it was a lovely afternoon, and it wasn't even... People weren't crying or anything. It was very nice, people telling stories, people hanging out, people watching this great movie on the big screen. They couldn't be more lovely, but it just hit me, and I'm never going to forget this, that it's just... that That's this place. That's This is a special place yeah. where whether people are getting married here or putting a baby announcement on the marquee or bringing their kids to see their first movie here. But that one was a first and the person, the topic of the day couldn't have been greater. And it's just, wow. It's quite the honor to have somebody think of the Mayfair in that way. Yeah. Maybe I'll cry. Jeez. Like that's kind of (laughs) sad, but uplifting, I guess. And as someone who's kind of experienced similar, you know, like doing that screening for my wife, I know how special that can be, but I mean, that's, even crazier i mean i'm sure that person saw lots of movies here yeah and super nice person and when i told gwen the story that night i was like okay brace yourself and i think she thought i was gonna say something weird or bizarre or some patron did something bad but then i told the story and it's just like any stress we have with leases and landlords and pandemics and it's stuff like that that you just like we're gonna get through this whatever bad happens to the mayfair We've got so much goodwill and amazing people and an amazing community. And so, yeah, a place like this, that's how we survive. Because I don't think somebody would pick a multiplex to do that in, you know? Like, like, yeah, that's the thing. I can't imagine having that same attachment. And it's not impossible because, I mean, there's tons of kids who all they had was multiplex. Right. So, of course, they have those memories. And, I mean, I have memories at South Keys, like, not all great. But I saw K-Pax there and it stopped (laughs) stopped working halfway through. So we got a free ticket afterwards. And it's like, that's, that's a fun memory. But at the same time, like, it's not... This place is like the smells and the carpets and everything, the architecture, you know, it's just, yeah, it's totally different. And yeah, and it's, it's very cool that this three, four block area has burgeoned into such a cool mecca of nerdy fun. Yeah. And it keeps getting better because I was, I am in the midst of spreading the word, trying to get some advertising back on screen because during COVID times it was hard because yeah. you can't be like, hey, we'll rent you for this month. Oh, we're closed again. Oh, you have an <laughs> upcoming event? No, there are no events. So I think we're getting some advertisers back. I hope to get some stuff from the NAC back on screen, the Gladstone Theater here in town, stuff like that. House of Targ has an ad on screen. Oh, nice. Good start. But I was just blanketing, just kind of contacting cool restaurants and indie businesses. <laughs> Give just, us some money. <laughs> please. Yeah. And there's a not new, new, but a newish restaurant kitty corner to us called Paper Tiger. And they're so cool, they don't even have their name up. They just have a Damn. cool logo. And they got back to me and said, oh, that sounds great. We'll bring it up at the next meeting. And then out of the blue, they were like, oh, we're big Mayfair fans. And we know you have 
spices for your popcorn. Can we donate a big bucket of our in-house spice to you? Made of real tigers. Made of real tigers. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's great. And it's a Japanese barbecue mix. Mm. It's vegan, so there's no tigers in it. Excellent. It's just like a, yeah, like a hot barbecue mix. But just what a lovely thing of saying, hey, do you want to advertise with this? Oh, maybe. That sounds cool. Hey, by the way, do you want some free spice for your popcorn? And that's just this nice little community we have for that kind of stuff. And it's a nice little cross-promotion where I told him, I said, make a little sign and we could tape it to the wall with an arrow saying, from Paper Tiger, go there before or after a movie. No sign, down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's right. And we do crossovers with House of Targ and Black Squirrel Books has donated books to us before for Oscar parties and stuff Mm. like that. And it's just nice that we have that community here and can do little back and forth and you see it social media at its best is when somebody goes and it's the triumvirate really somebody will go oh i went into black squirrel and i found this cool pocketbook and then we went to targ for dinner and had pierogies and played a couple video games and then we went to a nine o'clock movie at the mayfair and you see that more than once so people that's their evening that's lovely for them to give all three of us a shout out but that a number of people think that's the perfect evening that's really cool. It is, though. Like, let's not lie. Yeah. <laughs> that is literally the perfect evening. So, I mean, that's literally, I'm trying to plan a similar thing around my birthday just because oh, it's yeah. like, you're already here, you know, you might as well go there. Or you're already there, you might as well come here. Or, or like Ponago. Or Ponago. Ponago. Who says it like <laughs> that? Oh, God. Sorry, Mr. Ponago. I didn't mean to. But anyways, no, you know, like, we're big fans of them and too, like, all that. And I think it's just because I've been here since 2001, you know, so like to think about what this strip was like, no disrespect, but how it is now, it's just like so cool. And, there, and it's still so much happening with like, like the construction is a little annoying, but you know, once that's all done and this is like brand spanking new, it's going to be pretty wild. I got trapped. I knew it was coming, but they've cordoned off the bike lanes on, yeah. on what I call the Mayfair Bridge right beside us here over the canal. And they were doing stuff and I can usually take a, I don't even know if it's a long cut or a short cut. It's about the same. <laughs> Some kind of cut. But I hop over the canal, bike past the rich people, and he get here <laughs> on that loop. Get that boy out of here. <laughs> yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> but the other day I came, and it was under full construction, and there's a hump to the bridge, and I am not an A-plus bicyclist. <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can, but it's single file, and there's a big street sign saying single file with bikes and i just know there's some driver behind me in a car shooting daggers at me as i'm huffing and puffing up the bridge but yeah i don't know how long that's going on for but they're fixing up the bridge and it's good because there were some mega potholes in there that if you weren't paying attention and you were biking you would have flipped over your handlebars oh yeah i've definitely popped a tire on that exactly there but around that i actually don't know where it was but i mean i was near uh well the bike shop's not even there anymore but the one that was by irene's right and yeah, I, yeah. I was like right near there so i just walked it there left it there i was on my way to work you know which was a great excuse for why i was late that day but still that was cool but yeah it, it is nice to have them working on that because yeah it's definitely seen some better days there was even some rumblings of expanding our sidewalk to make it only i guess two lanes and no parking right here okay if you look at elgin street they totally did that on Elgin Street, and, right. and life moved on. Everything's fine. I remember telling somebody, I'm like, yeah, we're cool with that. That's fine. More bike locks and more street traffic is better. Yeah. Like, it's just factual. They say people assume parking spaces are better because people come and park and do stuff, but it's not true. People walking by will walk by and buy a coffee, pick up a book, come drop by, see a movie, that kind of thing. The more bike locks you have, the more spaces to lock your bike, the more people are coming. And you see that there's sometimes after a movie... And 
each rack in a block radius is just overflowing with bikes. Yeah, and sometimes locked two other bikes, which is the <laughs> yeah. worst one. But it is funny because like there's so many bike lanes and whatever, like under the bridge and by Lansdowne and other places, you know. So it is odd that they wouldn't sort of grip onto that idea a yeah. little better. I don't know, but I know like Elgin, the construction was difficult. Yes. For a while. But yeah, I mean, it's done and it's fine. I'm, I'm rarely down there. I was there the other day and I was like, oh yeah, geez, things it's are... It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's definitely, I think something, the rumblings are there for sure. It's not just you as a bicyclist bringing this <laughs> yeah. up, but like other people are talking about it. But, uh, you know, one thing at a time, I guess. Okay, let us chat about the movies coming to our screen the week of Friday, June 24th. Everything, everywhere, all at once is making a return. Oh, it's been a blockbuster for us. Wow! In terms of Saturday night, was 130 people. Wow, that's that's like the equivalent of 250 in the it, old yeah, days. Yeah, enormous, and it felt like 800 people. <laughs> and by lucky happenstance, we came to see the movie that night. So I hopped into the box office, and Gwen hopped onto the advanced ticket tablet. Oh wow! And was like helping out in that way. It was great, and such a great big screen original movie michelle yo's awesome everything's mm. great in that movie so that's coming back for a second week and then we have a classic up on our screen bonnie and clyde oh boy and bonnie and clyde if you haven't seen it it's monumental because if you look at gangster films before bonnie and clyde that was kind of the era of when someone got shot there would be no blood and they would grab their chest <laughs> and stumble around for 30 seconds and then fall over those are the best <laughs> and then bonnie and clyde came out and it just knocked people over because it was guns ablazing, blood and guts, violent, very flawed heroes. Right. And it's Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway and Gene Hackman and was nominated for a trunk full of Oscars. Yeah, and, all that. And it's good and it holds up. And it's a great crime doesn't pay movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Well, I mean, probably not a kid, but... Yeah, I remember watching it like with my dad, and you're just like, wow, this is a real movie. Like, this is a grown-up movie. And it's one of those movies that's rated PG because it happened <laughs> before there was other ratings. Yeah. Where there was, like, family PG and X. Mm-hmm. And you watch it, and <laughs> on a sliding scale of what a gangster movie is nowadays, still, but you watch it, and you're like, ah, that's not PG. Well, it's <laughs> with Jaws being PG, you know? Exactly. Like, it's yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. terrifying, even if it's not super bloody all the time. So then we have a documentary called Elizabeth, A Portrait in Parts, and it's about Queen Elizabeth. And it's supposed to be a very interesting example of, you would think there would be enough documentaries about Queen Elizabeth already. (laughs) But the reviews I've read and cut and pasted over to the website say it brings up long lost footage and interesting new takes and humanizes her a lot. That is a very interesting documentary on the subject. And it's short. It's only 90 minutes. So it's not like some epic pbs 18 part documentary so i think they really focus in on i believe the human aspect of her but as someone who's not a what's the term a royalist a it looks really interesting i want to see it that's what i like about movie documentaries it's not like committing studying the subject at school for three years and you can still learn a little bit about something that you're not necessarily a super fan of. Yeah, when I first saw the title on the way here, I was like, what? how many parts is it? I yeah. thought it was like one of three or something. I'm like, God, oh, that's too long. But it's just a title. So just a weird we- title. Yeah, yeah, you won't miss the other parts. <laughs> then we have, this movie's interesting. So the movie is called Coda, Life with Music. And as anyone might know, there was an Oscar winning movie Wait. called Coda. This is not that? This is not that movie. Okay. <laughs> And this movie was made 
before that movie. <laughs> How funny that it's being re-released uh, right around the right Exactly. Around. <laughs> so this one is a 2019 movie that I think got halted because of COVID stuff. Sure. So the other coda is a music-themed fictional film. Okay. This is a music-themed fictional film. It's just so weird when this happens. And it's weird with movie titles. I don't understand how there's no copyright on movie titles. Type in some kind of common term on IMDb, and you'll see like a little like seven, six beside it, because there's a whole bunch of different movies with the same name. Yeah. So this one stars Patrick Stewart, and he's a famous old music guy. Why don't you lead with Patrick Stewart? Yeah, Patrick I mean, Stewart. You would have had me a long time. Who cares about the Best Picture winner? Yeah. I picked that one Best Picture. This one's got Captain Picard in it. Which is hilarious. I, I was watching... The, well, I didn't watch it, but it was a trailer. This, I think it's a 93 movie called Death Train or something. And it had Patrick Stewart and Pierce Brosnan. Oh, wow. And it looked like it was like a direct-to-video action, you know, mid-90s type thing. But it's it's that funny mid-period when Patrick Stewart is like... He's doing Star Trek, but he's not blowing up just yet. And it's so funny to see, you know, like Masterminds or something like that, you know. It's so funny to see people like that. Because like, I was like, this is a cool cast, but probably not a great movie. Yeah, that was the age where there was still a definitive line in the sand of you're a movie star or you're a TV star. So yeah, Patrick Stewart was in a few of those straight to video or maybe on the big screen in Budapest <laughs> or something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, it did very well probably for them, but yeah. God, I never even heard of that one. No, I hadn't either. Yeah, it was like Death Train or Night Train or something like that. And I was just like, I was like, oh, Pierce Brosnan. And I was like, whoa, 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 Patrick Stewart. <laughs> like that changes everything. He was in another one and it was with Christopher Lambert and oh. Mario Van Peebles. Oh, man. And it was called Gunman. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but now I need to. And that was a straight-to-video one. In the heyday of the <laughs> 90s video store, I remember going in and there being a poster, now on video, and it was like, Patrick Stewart, Christopher Lambert, and Mario Van Peebles? Man, how do you get them? That's a movie. And that was like probably pre-Solo, or around the time of Solo for probably. Van Peebles, the original yeah. Solo. So then finally, this week, we have Men, which is the new film from the director of Annihilation, which we had oh, here right, a yeah. while ago. And something else good. Uh, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys that kind of like Eggers, you know, where some, there's people who are just into his cult of film hard. Yeah. And I've, like, I've enjoyed, actually, I didn't see Ex Machina, but I've heard that it's very good. I just, I never got around to it. Annihilation, I liked, but I didn't. Some people were losing their minds and were like, masterpiece, not a bad part in the movie. And I was like, I, I didn't hate it. Like, I enjoyed it. But I just, I was like, kind of like, okay, that was a movie. That was good, you know. That's always the funniest review where you feel bad. Where you're like, oh, I liked it very much. Not a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, like people lose their minds. They're like one of the best sci-fis of our time and whatever. And I'm like, maybe, sure, that's fine, you know. But I've heard really good things about this. It always makes me think of the Simpsons bit where they're watching TV and it's like a Sally Jesse type thing. And they're like, man, boo. <laughs> it's like... So just, I don't know, we talk a lot about the jerks online, but I'm just like, yeah. oh great, they're putting out a movie called Men, I'm sure this will go well. Yeah, I like any movie that makes those people angry. Yeah, I don't even really know anything about the movie, other than that I assume there are bad men in the movie. Yes. <laughs> That's all I know. I think it's funny because somebody just said, a completely other kind of film, but some comedian, some filmmaker tweeted, oh, good luck to Disney who's about to jump into <laughs> making an X-Men film or a wolverine film or whatever sooner or later yeah where that's the most politically charged pop culture comic book arguably of all time of a mainstream thing 
because it's representative of the Holocaust in there and there's gay characters and there's all kinds of powerful women characters and they're throwing that into the mix in an age where dummies are very loud on social media so whatever they do there's gonna be somebody angry at something in an x-men movie yeah unfortunately and people who just don't get the subtext or the context or any kind of text you know but then it'll make a billion dollars so you're like okay <laughs> yeah but not two billion dollars so it was a failure so yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah it never ends so then finally this week we won't forget that it is the second saturday night cinema of the month and this is our summer of doubling down and doing Two cinemas a month versus just one. So this would have been the normal cinema, I guess. Correct. Okay. This would have been normal cinema. Right. And then the last one went really well. And yeah. so if this continues along, maybe we can just keep doing this because it's not too difficult for us to showcase these. Yeah. And there is a never-ending supply of cinema-type films it's true. And yeah, and the last one he showed was like a good movie. So it's like, you know, it's a curveball, the Lee curveball. You never know. He, he may, <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe one time out of 30 or something like that. But you never know. You might, you might get a, like a good old time movie. Maybe you won't. You probably won't. And I wish he was here. I'm sure he introduced it and explained it, but I don't know what. Because usually there's a context. <laughs> for sure, it's, for sure. It's somebody has passed away or it's an anniversary or there's a different reboot to the franchise coming. There's usually there's some reason to for play sure. it. Yeah, no, so I, I don't even know. It's just funny. I, I like to imagine the vibe was very weird because it's the one screening where you expect people to be excited for something crappy, I guess, for lack of a better term. You got that audience like, oh, yeah, here we go. And yeah. then you're like, it's a good movie. And you're like, I should leave now, I guess. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, sometimes people will ask me what it is. And I think it's because they're more concerned it's going to be scary. Yeah, or gross. Like, or really gross. gross. Yeah. And I'm always like, well, I don't know. But what you do is you come to the 9 o'clock movie. Then if you don't like cinema, you can just leave. Yeah. No, it's perfect. You know, it's never going to be a waste of your time. Put it that way. But it's just don't assume you'll see a good movie because you won't. But maybe you will. <laughs> and sometimes it really is an 11th hour decision. For sure. Yeah. Sometimes if we're screening something via Blu-ray, there's three Blu-rays up there. Yeah. I don't know. Lee's still thinking about it. It's like a weird Sophie's Choice scenario for <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, and it's, it's hard enough when you're picking a bad but entertaining movie. So it would be interesting to know what went into what, but I'm always texting Andrew the night before and just being like, do you know what it is? And usually he does, but sometimes he doesn't. And, it's, and yeah, yeah. He, he, even Lee doesn't know. So come to that. Come to cinema, our secret midnight movie that we don't know what it is. Yeah, what if the mid-month one outperforms the late-month one? Then what do we do? Sometimes it does so well, Lee has joked we should just always do this. Agreed. Just seven days a week in the nine o'clock slot. Just show something that we don't know what it is. So much cheaper for us to not pay distributors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sooner or later they'd be like, uh, cut that out. Yes, but it's still, you know, we're riding the wave for now. So that is our movies for the week of Friday, June 24th, 2022. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will get ready to wrap things up here and then we might go watch something. Maybe, maybe not. I always try to do this, but be sure to, however you listen to this, which is there's a myriad of options. All of the ways. Whether you can retweet or like or say a nice thing about us, all that's good because we've actually gotten some play onto charts and things like that. And it helps us. Maybe people will advertise with us and all that money goes to the Mayfair and that's all cool. And we got a fun new interview coming up. I don't know if we're talking about that yet. What's our fun new interview? With uh, your buddy. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant here. No. Nah, I mean, we could be here, but we're not. 
we're going to do an interview with a nerd journalist in Hawaii. Yeah, everything about that is amazing. And the funnest thing about that is time zones. Yeah. So <laughs> trying to figure that out. It's still a month away, so we'll get that right. But it's funny to do that at 5.15 our time when normally we would not. That's like late for us. <laughs> yeah, because I feel bad because if we did it at noon our time, it's 6 a.m. there. Yeah, no, that's not cool. That's not cool. Because <laughs> he, he's the one who's got to come up with the questions and keep his head together. You know, we can be confused or tired or whatever. That's fine. It's his show, right? So we yeah. got to make sure we do it right. In Mayfair world domination. Yeah, but we'll talk more about that, you know, in the coming month. But yeah, that's I'm pretty excited about that. So, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. You can find Mayfair stuff at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social medias. And we hope to see you back in here soon at the Mayfair Theater for some awesome movies up on the big screen. Bye. Bye. Oh, yesterday it was buy one, get one free frame sale at Michael's. Oh. I was able to get four frames, and they're going to be all cage. Perfect for your cage house theme. Success. Ain't you ashamed? You're trying to steal an old lady's automobile. Oh, come on now. What you talking about? I've been thinking about buying me one. He was out front trying to steal her mother's car. Bonnie and Clyde. That's how they met. Soon she was proud of her new identity. Once she told a stranger. Well, I'm Miss Bonnie Parker. And this here's Mr. Clyde Barrow. We rob banks. We rob banks. Just like that. And man, they did. And a lot of other things, too. From Warner Brothers, Seven Arts, and Technicolor, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are Bonnie and Clyde. They're young. They're in love. And they kill people. 